welcome to She's Obsessed, the podcast. And now you're correct, this is not Javelia here. <laughs> it's Javita. I am the founder of Temp Production, which produces She's Obsessed, the podcast. I know you may have heard me in a few previous episodes, but today I've decided to just take over our first episodes for 2022 by having a little recap from our previous episodes after the, over the last few years. So it'd be really nice to refresh ourselves on some great tips that we've heard from some of our guests. I have picked out seven tips from previous episodes which go over personal growth, business and relationships. So come along with me for the journey of a recap episode of some of the tips I've really taken on board from some of the previous episodes of She's Obsessed, the podcast. What better way to start by going back to our episode with Zalika Jones. This clip here, Jamelia discusses with Zalika rebuilding yourself personally, spiritually and financially. You hit rock bottom. Um, I'm assuming that your credit would have been impacted and there would have been other implications because you had been like neglecting your responsibilities financially. Yeah. So what did it look like to actually rebuild yourself um, personally, spiritually, but then also financially? I'm still rebuilding now. You know, when you, um, it's everything, you know, there's lots of things that I didn't pay for and it stays on your credit file for up to six years. So there's still things I'm still recovering from. So even when I stopped working for six months, I then went and got a job with a, an environmental charity. And like, it wasn't, like, I literally had to do something which wasn't going to be taxing, but also something completely different. But again, I didn't really have a lot of money. And then I was made redundant. And then I started my business and had no money. So we're talking a period of probably three or four years of not being able to buy stuff, not being able to pay my bills on time. So there was, I've got, you know, I've still got missed payment. So it may, it may say, oh, it's been 31 months since um, your last payment problem, but it's still there. Um, uh, yeah, so it's still, I'm still rebuilding. So even though I can pay my bills on time now, it's still there. Um, what were, did you go and seek advice anywhere or like how did you prioritise what was going to be paid when and was there like a structure or a system in place where you were like okay I've hit rock bottom now I need to get back on my feet and this is the order of this is my plan of attack this is how I'm going to do it I'm going to be really honest I I'm a bookkeeper and I know how people should organise their finances you know I'm the worst one sometimes I feel like a complete fraud because what I'm trying to implement into um, whether a client or someone I'm just talking to and what I'm, the advice I'm giving them to look after their finances. I don't always do it. Um, so it took me, it took me a long time because when you don't have the money, so how did I used to prioritise? For me, um, for instance, when I started my business, um, I had a phone, I had to answer calls, so obviously um, that was a priority, making sure I can pay my phone bill, but I didn't always have the money, but it was like when I had the money, I would go and use it to, to pay my phone bill because I needed a phone to be able to, to communicate with clients. Um, and that's how pretty much how I decided, like who makes the most noise? Who is gonna not stop calling me because they want their money, so they'll get paid first. The ones that they might just send a letter here and there, 
it was just kind of like, well, they will just have to kind of wait. So it was whoever makes the most noise, whoever was going to impact my life the most got paid first. Looking back retrospectively, is there anything that you would change or do you feel like you had to go through that really difficult um, part of your life in order to help you along your life's journey and help you evolve to where you are today? I definitely feel like everything, big, big believer in everything happens for a reason. Big believer. 100% grateful of going through all of that. One, like I, have, I can I empathise with people. I can see um, when people are going through, you know, I can say you've got this you can do it like you know i'm not going to say it's going to be okay tomorrow but it will be okay i can ge genuinely say that because I mean it. yeah because of where i've where i've been look my kids they got used to the bailiffs at the door bang 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 shush switch off the light switch off the tv <laughs> in that moment where you're going through all of that where how do you find the self-belief that everything could get better you've got all the bailiffs hanging bang at the door credit cards everything and you're obviously in a bad situation where do you say oh you know what you know tomorrow i'm gonna build my business and get on top of this how did you do that when i had that breakdown the only person i wanted to talk to was my mum but i had dark moments i had moments i did not want to be here did not want to be here and the only reason I stayed was and didn't act on it because of my children and I, there was times I resented my children like if you weren't here I could go but I can't go because I brought you into this world I didn't even feel like it was going to be okay at time I didn't even feel like it was the day was going to come and it was all going to be good um you know my mum she's she's like my hype woman she she you know, she's like, give me my, give me your business card. Like, <laughs> that is out. my <laughs> mum. <laughs> Jeez. You know, so... Um, also, I feel like we all have to have faith. And whatever that is a faith in um, is, up to, is a personal choice. When you want something in life, um, just concentrate on that thing. How it happens is not your concern, yeah? Too many times we try to keep control of how it's going to happen. You're blocking your blessing because maybe that's not the way it's supposed to happen. So what you're doing is praying that, right, I want this thing. And I try to not be very specific with people. So I'm not, so not going to say I want to marry that person. I just think about my husband and the qualities that my husband, I want to pray for my husband our second tip is taking a look back at our very first episode where Jamelia sat down with Trina and spoke about practice of self-love or what that really looks like so you spoke about and um, people centering themselves mm. as part of voguing what does it look like for you and what were some of the responses that you heard yesterday about these women's experiences with their self-image um with self-love and the way they feel within their own body yeah so i think social a lot of pressures from social media and that that's real do you know what i mean i know i hear people saying it a lot but it's a real thing of that pressure to be a certain way to look a certain way um and some people are almost like so amazed, but like you are a bigger girl, but you're so confident with it. And how and how? Because I've because a lot of their experiences have just been like feeling really rubbish about themselves, their body, feeling really scared. So a lot of them to even 
not just book a ticket, but to actually it's, sh- like to show, show up, up. Yeah. was a big deal for a lot of the ladies that um, attend to even be in the room. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I a lot of the times I don't even need to do a lot of talking just by the other people who are in the room, the women encouraging each other. That in itself mm-hmm. gives them that bit of like, oh, OK, I can do this. Do you know what I mean? But I think overall, the general consensus is just that they... Um, just don't feel like they're enough, basically. Mm. Um, and I feel like they're, a lot of people are trying to look like other people and focus on what other people are doing rather than focusing on themselves. Um, and I feel like you that sort of, um, I know self-love and everything's really big this day, really big today. Um, but that's another thing I always talk about. People can say that, like, yeah, practice self-love, but, like, how? Like, done. what is it that like, I actually need to do to sort of make that happen for, for me? So we were going around sort of sharing ideas of how people do that. Um, some people, for some people, it's fashion, like how they dress actually makes them feel good. Obviously, that's very, that's the exterior. So what about the interior? What, what are you doing? What's your, like, daily practice or your daily routine? What affirmations are you saying to yourself? You know, it's a lot of internal work that needs mm. to be done as well. So, yeah, we discuss all of that in the class. Oh, yeah. And then it's like, get up and shake your <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah. So what are some of the self-love practices that you have mm-hmm. and that you adopt and practice daily? Um, my, do you know, one, you know my top one? Mm-hmm. My top one is sleep. Amen. That is one that I've adopted this year. Honestly, I swear some people are like, what? Sleep. And honestly, like, just to feel rested, like fully rested, like my mind rested, my body rested, sometimes to sleep. Sometimes I might be feeling a certain way and instead of getting so caught up in like a snowball of my feelings and emotions, I actually just go to bed and sleep. And I wake up and I just feel almost like that reboot. Mm -hmm. I'm just like, okay, let me just start this again. Do you know what I mean? So sleep is honestly one of my biggest ones. But um, dancing, I think that's also why I just love what everything about the curved catwalk because that is self-care to me. And I think um, there's power in movement. So movement can actually affect how you feel you know so getting up dancing putting on your favorite song even if you're just dancing in your house that can literally change everything about your physiology and then also your emotions yes. um read on it yeah no I've heard, <laughs> I've heard um tony robbins say that and he yes. says something as simple as like smiling even yeah. when you don't feel happy it yeah. has an emotional and Honestly, chemical impact in your body 100 percent. So, so i completely agree with that even down to like going to the gym yeah I've noticed that the days that I don't go to the gym, I will get stressed out at like the smallest things. When I've been to the gym and I've actually moved my body, yeah. I'm a completely different person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A- 100%. Um, yeah, you can create a lot of, uh, like motion can create emotions. So yeah. I love that. So dancing, <laughs> dancing for me, music is a very big part of my self-care. So mm-hmm. that ties in really well with the curve cat walk because yes. it's dancing. <laughs> Um, so I'll say my top three. So yeah, sleep, dancing, and um, reading. Reading has mm. become a big thing now, which sounds mm. so funny. I never used to read a lot, like, I, but I do really enjoy reading now, um, and like actively reading, as in, so when I'm reading, I'm taking notes or I'm highlighting yes. things. So not just flipping the page, flipping the page. I like actively read. <laughs> what are you reading at the moment? The emotional, the emotionally absent mother. Oh yes, I'm reading that. that. Who I'm knows? pushing it right. 
<laughs> who knows and that was just to do with a lot of like my childhood experiences and reading up about that just more about like why I am the way I am why I think the way I think my relationship with people um so yeah it's taught me a lot and it really goes hand in hand with my self-care because yeah and I think just in terms of my mindset and my just how I process things what I thought to be true might not be true looking at things a different way that's really helped with just like my growth my journey yeah. so yeah this episode was one that i did find extremely interesting listen tomorrow discuss to jamelia about what she has learned about herself through couples therapy do you think that the conversations that you guys have had and like the breakthroughs that you've had would have happened had you not gone to see a couples therapist do you feel like it's something that you could have done by yourself no we needed that intervention is it like the mediator the person that is completely unbiased yeah the person that can see it from both sides no one's right or wrong like that's what I love about it mm-hmm. and what have you learned about yourself through going oh well apparently I've got a bit of attitude <laughs> <laughs> don't know where that comes from um but also it's interesting because in my last session she said you are so focused that sometimes your focus can make you feel like you know better and I think that's very, like, important for, like, I don't know, career women to hear because we're so focused of being, I don't know, like, the next Oprah, you know, the next Michelle Obama, that it's just, like, are we damaging people's egos? And I'm not saying it from a perspective that we shouldn't, like, feel like, oh, yeah, we're that girl. But how do we communicate to other people just because we're so focused on what we want to do or so mm-hmm. focused on our goals mm-hmm. and there's not one path to success so just because i would do it this way doesn't mean you need to do it this way and mm-hmm. doesn't mean the way you think about stuff is any less to what i think of we just have to be like really mindful of how we come across sometimes when we like how we communicate mm. so you spoke about damaging egos do you feel like that's something that you've had to consciously pay attention to? And do you feel like you've ever been in a position where you've had to like shrink yourself or like step back from something or deny yourself of something in order to protect your partner's ego? Um, I think for me, what I did do, which another a lot of females do do, is I did lose myself. Like last year, I feel like I put a lot of effort into fixing my relationship and thinking that, I was going to be the one, I was going to be the saviour to save how we are. But it's not for, it's not your burden to carry. You can't mm. carry all of that by yourself because it's meant to be both of you working for the greater good. So that's the reason why we went to counselling because we needed someone else to help with that burden. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of shrinking myself, I just feel like I'm never going to do that. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> you met me fabulous. <laughs> we're gonna stay fabulous like I feel like hop on board but this was part of the problem in therapy last week like she was like you're so focused on all your goals and your goals are amazing but remember there's not one way to success and it's so true like I know how I can get I know how I am with my goals I need to be mindful of how that comes across and if his version is different to mine I need to accept it I loved looking back at this episode, having seen Ramel's journey over the years and listened to her talk about how she boosts her confidence and even her talking about her gratitude diary, which has now manifested into her 
having her own gratitude diary, which I even personally use on a day-to-day basis. So you spoke about um, your confidence getting knocked through past experiences. So you decided sometimes to not speak up when you felt like you sometimes should. Yeah. Um, purely based on not feeling like you would get the backing and just not being confident enough to do so. What are some things that you do today as Ramel London today to help boost your confidence and just give you the extra push to be like, yeah, I'm going to start this and it's going to work and you're going to take me seriously? Oh, I mean, it's a weird one because I still feel like I'm on a pursuit of like happiness and like mm-hmm. finding my confidence. And um, I'll be honest, I stopped relying on other people and I stopped having expectations of what I think the scene owes me. I can't wait to tweet that. <laughs> because it's important. they don't know you nothing. No one. I literally said the same thing yesterday. Someone asked me, um, I don't know, they asked me something about a mentor, like how nice of me to bring them a gift when I was meeting them. I was like, no, but I don't think you understand. They have a business to run <laughs> yeah. and they gave up 20 minutes of their time to yeah. speak to me. That's why I have to bring them something. I because hear that. They don't owe me anything. At all. And I think that's something that our generation gets quite wrong a lot of the time. Like, we oh feel my like gosh. people owe us stuff. And... We are full of people that are so entitled. Yeah. And like, I don't feel like I've ever been entitled, but I felt, I feel like I was let down because I thought, oh, I've been working in the scene for two years. Of course they'll help me. I've been working in the scene for five years. Of course they'll help me. No, it means nothing. Mm-hmm. Like, everyone's hustling as much as you are. Yeah. And like, you know, if you can help each other, great, but they don't have to. And, you know, even recently, I was talking to another presenter about, you know, people getting jobs ahead of me and they may be just, just being new to the scene. And they were like, doesn't that piss you off? And I'm like, no, I'm over it now. I don't expect to be, I don't expect to be treated any different to anyone else because it's a competitive industry. Yeah. Like, honestly... If you met the exec or commissioner of ITV before me, it's not because my talent's bad. I just didn't get the opportunity to meet that person. You got that show on ITV because you had the right connects. I didn't. Doesn't mean I'm working any any less or any not any better. It just is how it is. Like, you know, I can't expect my, my time and effort to be celebrated the way I wanted want it to. So I'm just grateful for what I've achieved and I'm still working and I'm still going to network. I'm still going to work at stuff. Yeah. But again, it's not having tunnel vision. I mean, you've got to have tunnel vision, not looking at other people, not comparison. Mm -hmm. You know, you've just got to be like, this is my journey. Do the best that you can and don't be, you can't be offended. Yeah. You honestly can't take anything personal in this industry. If they, Ignored your email if they did. They probably were doing something. Do you know what I mean? Exactly like, I said yesterday. Yeah. I said if they didn't respond to your email, it's probably because they actually are running the business yeah. and they're actually busy. It's nothing to do with you. It's not like, ha ha ha, I ignored Ramel's <laughs> email and I'm going to reply to the other 10 girls that could have been the present. No, they just actually, they might have not responded to anything that day. Yeah. I know how it is. I literally opened my emails today and like, I see emails from last week that are just chilling and I'm like, oh, my because sometimes you mentally respond to things and i tell yeah. all the time on whatsapp and iMessage yeah. i am the worst honestly i'll have a conversation with myself because i in my mind i've already responded to what you said I'm and not... then it's not till i get texts like hello and i'm like oh <laughs> Nisha, i'm so sorry i swear i replied like <laughs> so you know 
just don't be too offended and self-belief you know just believe that you are doing the best that you can and mm -hmm. just keep on enjoy what you do i think that will build confidence a lot of the time because like you know if you keep on doubting yourself you know I started writing a gratitude diary and that's helped me so much, like so, so much. Like at the end of the day, I'm just like, wow, this is a great day because it could be as simple as I managed to get the car space I wanted. Like, <laughs> like, like simple, simple things. Just like, you know, today was a good day. I worked, like Even this morning I woke up and I was like, oh, I didn't have to rush anywhere. I took my time getting ready. Like, that, for me, that was an achievement because yeah. recently I felt so busy, I haven't had time to even think. This morning I was really happy that I actually had time. Okay, I'm going to see the girls. <laughs> Gonna have a nice chat. I'm grateful. As you know, She's Obsessed, the podcast has decided not to just only have female guests, but we've also introduced men into the conversation. And this episode with David McQueen was absolutely amazing to listen back to. I personally wasn't able to be there in producing this episode. So it was really nice to actually take my own notes and sit down and really listen to him talking about being his authentic self and believing in abundance when it comes to business. Have you ever had any negative repercussions whereby like, you've had a relationship with a client and then they've seen something that you've written and maybe been triggered and pulled out or have you ever had any backlash professionally? Um, not directly by any clients that I know. Um, okay. To be fair, I think a lot of the consistent clients that I work with, especially in the corporate and non-profit space, they are only too glad that somebody's able to raise some of the issues that I bring up, especially around inequality and equity and, and, and what have you. I have had, and I mentioned it today on LinkedIn, I have had um, opportunities, sorry, excuse me. <clears throat> I have had opportunities that where doors have been shut because people thought I was too controversial. Mm -hmm. I read that as, okay, if he comes in here, it probably will shake me up a bit and I've actually got to do something. That's the way I look at it. So I'm not going to take it as a personal affront to me. Um, but I'm a believer in abundance. If company A over here refuses to open the door, I've still got company BC in the UK. And if BC in the UK don't know, I've got contacts in Europe and in America and in Africa and in Australia who are only too willing to pick up the phone and say, Dave, if you have a moment in your schedule, can you come over to England or can you do a webinar or can you find a way of working with my teams? So I never worry about it that per se. I'm not going to change who I am. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, again, coming back to the point about your authentic self, this is who I am. Um, all the people who know me know that how I am on stage and how I am when I write is how I am when I'm face to face. <laughs> I say what I see. If I screw up and I make a mistake and I get called out on it and, and it's genuine, I'll go, do you know what? You are right. Thank you for holding me accountable. And so thank you. I'll, I'll talk about one of my friends who's not too far away from here, my friend Andy Iam. <laughs> he will keep me, he will keep me on check. He will say, Dave, you know, I know you said this, but have you thought about that? And for me, I know that there are older people my age who might be like, okay, who's this young man talking to me? I'm like, nah, bro, he keeps me in check. That's mm. family. I'm, I'm making sure that that gets done accordingly. So I surround myself with individuals as well who will say to me, nah, you know, whether I'm doing that on our WhatsApp group or whether mm. I'm doing it face-to-face, -face, I know that if I've, if I've messed up or said something wrong, I know people are going to come back to me and go, well, Dave, I don't think you did it right here or I don't agree with you. And for me, that's even more important because I know people who will champion me will also tell me when I screwed up. Last but not least, I had to leave it on one of my most favourite episodes, which yet again, I was not able to be there to produce. So I really sat down with my notepad and my pen and I've listened back to this episode a couple of times because 
as someone who has started a business, it's really interesting and really insightful to listen to others that have already paved the way. Jamelia, as we all know, being the amazing woman that she is, as she hosts every episode of this and we watch her journey through Treasure Chest, she has so many gems. This episode is Jamelia actually given a mentor session, which I felt like I was a spy in the wall and actually being mentored myself by her and would heavily suggest anyone that's listening get your pen and paper out and take down your notes if you're very much a business owner you're interested in learning tips this clip here talks about how to get more engagement from your customers by going to where your customers are Chantel's question was how does she get more engagement how does she get her product in front of more people and not only more people the right people my answer was that you need to find out what language your customers are speaking and speak to them in said language So what that meant is that we spent a lot of time using apps, using software, digging deep to find out who the Tia Shimizu customer was, what they looked like, how old they were, which areas they lived in. And to do so, we used technology, of course. So Google Analytics is probably one that I've mentioned hundreds of times in my last few episodes um, and captions, (laughs) but it's genuinely a favorite of mine because it just gives you so much insight. It tells you who is on your site, how old they are, um, which shops they typically shop at. There's just so much to learn about your customer and Google Analytics does all of the legwork for you. Not to mention they've also got an Android app. So with Chantel, I'm sure it took us about the whole session to do it, (laughs) but we set up her Google Analytics on her laptop and then we also set it up on her Moto so that she was then able to use the app to see all of the information that she needed and wanted. You can also customise your dashboard, which is super helpful. So through Google Analytics, we were able to see the age of her customer, what their common interests are, and their general locations. So that was helpful because we now almost have a profile for this customer. The next task was finding out how the customer wanted wanted to be spoken to and how we can speak to more similar customers. How the customer wanted to be spoken to, for me, MailChimp is always the answer or any other email marketing software. Again, MailChimp has an Android app, so it allows you to download it on your phone and you can view the reports of your campaigns on your phone on the go. So if you wanna see how many people opened it, you can, how many people actually clicked through to the promotional discount that you offered in your email, you can. And that was something Chantel had already been doing as far as promotional discounts. She just hadn't experimented with email marketing as yet. Something that I shared with her was that at Treasure Trust, email marketing for us is gold. Social media works, it's strong, we love it, we enjoy it. But if we're getting ready to launch something, we're gonna go to our email marketing subscribers first. And that was perfectly exemplified with our latest for Black Girls Who Can't Braid workshop where we practically sold out before we could even post it on social media. Love that for us. So MailChimp is allowing her to see the open rate, the click-through rate, and she can also create sub-audiences, which for me was really important. Part of our early sessions were actually reducing the number of products that she sold. She had a huge product catalogue, but didn't necessarily know what her best sellers were or why she had so many, like was there an actual need for them? And what was her brand to be known for? We managed to whittle the list down to about eight products, highlight the best sellers and run with the best sellers. Everything else we removed from her website so that we could get a clearer idea of what people wanted. With that being said, with MailChimp, we created sub audiences. So we've got her hair care customers and we've got her skincare customers because her brand sells both. But I couldn't emphasize enough how important it was to know who was who so that you can speak directly to them. If you're launching a new body butter, your hair care customers probably do not care 
And if you're launching a new flavor of your growth oil, your skincare customers probably do not care. So I thought let's save ourselves the hassle. And what we'll do is we will create sub audiences and we'll speak directly to those sub audiences. And we will, of course, use the MailChimp app to monitor responses, to monitor open rate and see what essentially works. And what I couldn't emphasize enough is that it's all about experimenting when it comes to marketing. Like you're just going to keep throwing things at the board, whatever sticks you continue to run with and repeat until it loses steam and then you innovate again. So I love when we have lots of fun with the subject lines at Treasure Dress um, or like the opening lines of the emails, like you want to create something that is not clickbaity, but come on, kind of clickbaity. Like you want people to actually open it. Emojis do the job. Anything that's trending or trendy in the subject line always does really well. So I encourage Chantel to adopt these kind of tactics and techniques to do so. What I also recently discovered is that on MailChimp, you can actually undertake courses and you can get a certification. So for those that are listening and are thinking, what the hell? I know absolutely nothing about MailChimp, nothing about email marketing. It does not matter at all. All of the resources are there. MailChimp's there to help. They've got an app and the website is equally as effective. But essentially, if you're on the go, you need to send a promotion. You need to send a campaign. You can do it all from your Motorola. Insane. Incredible. And then email, you sent out one email campaign? No, I've done about, (laughs) how many did I do? I think I've done three. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, I've been on it. (laughs) Wonderful. Are you able to, have you got the MailChimp app on your phone? Do you know what? So don't laugh at me, but I couldn't remember what my login details were. So when I was trying to do, when I was trying to put it on my phone, it just I wasn't getting in. <laughs> so I've just been doing it from my laptop, but I, I need to remind or like remind myself what my password is. Okay, cool. Are you able to have can you have a look now and see what your open rate is yeah. like? Because I think that's a really key indicator. So we want to keep an eye on your open rate and we want to keep an eye on your click through rate. All right. So uh, for- do I just go on the individual? Uh, um, no. So I was actually using our MailChimp a second ago. So when you go in, if you go to, if you just click the MailChimp icon, yep, it will show you like a summary of your different campaigns. So you should see open rates, clicks, per unique open successful successful deliveries total opens oh okay so uh open rate is 40 percent mm-hmm. so i've got 50 50 recipients altogether oh actually wait it's looking at them individually okay so my most recent campaign which was literally last night yeah um i have 50 recipients 30 of them opened it so mm-hmm. uh, 49 of them were successfully delivered and the open rate is 40 percent lovely How do, is there a click-through rate on there as well did you have a link to your website in that email yeah click-through rate yeah oh click rate is 63.3 percent that is high yeah I'm, I'm hoping i'm looking at the oh sorry no i was looking at the right one <laughs> <laughs> which one was that that was open rate oh no your average campaign performance okay can you see like click click through or total clicks so at the moment it says zero but okay so no one through. not yet but it was quite what time did I do it I did do it last night that's fair how did you do you have the form do you have the pop-up set up on your website at the moment to collect email addresses at all yeah 
so it literally yeah. pops up in your pages. Yeah, wonderful. And the email addresses that you sent to are previous customers and yeah, those awesome. that signed up on your website. Uh, yeah, so they're all my subscri subscribed um, customers. Okay, so they're people that have bought from you and people that have gone on your website and signed up. Yeah, yeah, wonderful. Up, yeah. And your first email did that have a promotion in it? it? It should have. I'm sure I did it. I think yeah. I think it was about signing up. What do I put? We have missed you. Um, yeah, I think I did. Um, yeah, ten percent discount. Yeah, had a, a yeah had a ten percent discount in it. Wonderful. Because what I think it would be really good to do is start sending certain emails to certain people. So if it's the people that love your skincare, only send skincare emails. If they're hair care people, only send them hair care emails. Because that way, okay. um, you know that you're speaking directly to people instead of sending everyone the same thing. Right. So it's something okay. called audiences. So we have a ton of audiences. We've got an audience of like email subscribers, actual box subscribers, people that come to our events. So that we know if we're doing an event, we send it straight to our subscribers. Then we do it to our events subscribers, then we do it to our newsletter subscribers, and then we do social media last. So I think now's right. a good time to actually create the different audiences. So maybe you can have your skincare okay. audience, maybe you can have your body care audience. And then what you can do, if you want to send them both the same thing, uh, you can either have one audience that combines both, or you can just replicate your campaign and it will send the exact same email for both. Okay. Right, okay, that's, yeah. Does that makes sense? Sorry, I just noticed the audience. It does, yeah. So go where your customers are. So that not only looks like um, emailing them, you can even take it that step further and start using Facebook pixels and building lookalike audiences on Facebook. So essentially, you have an idea of what your customers look like. You've got their email addresses. Facebook are then able to help you find those that match that criteria. Um, so it's quite literally in the name look alike. Like, what does your audience look like? Okay, brilliant. Facebook is going to find you more people like that. Again, super handy. Can't be underrated at all. Thank you for listening to the first episode of She's Obsessed, the podcast 2022. This has been so nice to reflect with you all over some of our previous episodes, especially in sight of knowing that we're going to be producing so many more new episodes with new guests and some special hosts in future episodes. We'd like to say thank you as well to all the people that have been on She's Obsessed so far. I wish I could have just squeezed every previous episode into this one as I have taken so much from being in the spaces of these people or just listening back to episodes. So do, if you have the time, sit back, take a listen. But also, don't worry, we're back with a bang this year and we will be coming back with consistent episodes. So watch out, we've got a few special guests coming soon.